Guys, Mattermore.ai wants to help managers run their remote sales teams. He comes from a coaching background, just brought on his co-founding CTO. He's got two weeks to get that thing live and then start asking some of these beta-users to start paying. He started focusing on this about a year ago and has paid the bills with consulting and coaching on the side. We'll see where it goes from here. Hey, folks, my guest today is Matt Schenker. He's the co-founder and chief operating officer at Mattermore. He's been a licensed therapist, uh, meditation teacher, and management trainer for 10 years. Last two years, Matt has been working with his co-founder to develop the first AI co-pilot for B2B sales managers. Matt, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, very cool. So uh, this is a very, very, very crowded space, right? So how are you standing out? Are you focused on a specific niche or what's what's the unique angle? Yeah, so I, th- I think there's there's two ways to really look at companies that are trying to stand out right now. One is what's your vertical, right? There's a there's a lot of people who are taking uh, AI and software and trying to solve a problem and are shooting really really wide. Uh, and so I think one thing that's really interesting right now is to look at what specific verticals are people stepping into. Are they solving a specific problem for a specific person, or are they building a solution that is trying to solve a problem and still hunting for who exactly they're segmenting into. So I think one thing that we're seeing with the space is there are a lot of people that fall in that second category that are still more of a solution looking for a problem to solve. And so one differentiator for us is we have a very specific problem for very specific people, remote sales managers who are selling staffs. And the reason for that is because they have sales teams that are hurting and there's a massive potential for impact with a product like ours. The other big differentiator is when you well, sorry, say me, AI, me, what do you mean? Let me, Matt, let me push on that for a second. So remote Please. remote sales managers selling SaaS. So like right now, yep. we're all my founder of those remote. Uh, you know, we sell to software founders and we have a Google Doc where every Friday everyone goes in and reports their metrics, right? Pipeline, things like that. Pretty straightforward. Awesome. Why do we need AI? Awesome. Uh, do you have a specific sales team? And if so, how many people are on that sales team? It's just three of us. Cool. And so is it, is it specifically people who are like a sales role or is it basically people who wear multiple hats? Uh, sales role is a part of the funnel, right? Lead to, lead to MQL, MQL to demo, demo to close. Awesome. Do they all have the same manager? Yes, me. Awesome. So the key thing that we've found when we talk to sales reps as well as their managers is there's a massive problem with, within sales. One is it's an inherently stressful job. So other than teachers and nurses, sales consistently report the highest stress levels out of all occupational groups, which makes sense for anybody that's done sales, right? You're you're making calls all day, you're getting rejected, you're hustling. It's it's a stressful, high-pressure situation. What we find is most managers of salespeople aren't actually trained for getting the most out of their management interactions with their sales reps. However, that's the number one predictor of how stressed out somebody is, not how responsive their customers are that week, not how many deals they're closing that week. It's the health of their relationship with their manager. And what we find is most managers are so busy getting stuff done that they're not actually showing up to calls with their reps in ways that are actually rejuvenating and co-regulating for one. And two, they massively under leverage asynchronous communication in ways that they can be creating trust and motivation with the people that work for them based on the ways that they're interacting with them for good reason. Because who has time all day to be pausing and thinking about, okay, how's Mike doing today? What could I possibly message Mike that's not just like a blanket? Hey, Mike, you got him. Go and get him today. Proud of you. How do I actually give him a specific, personalized, positive reinforcing message that's relevant to tasks that he's doing today? So where AI comes in is 
on that front end, which is what's actually happening with my team. Maybe there's things happening in, in our CRM or our outreach data that I don't have time as a manager to go in and look at in, in the two minutes I have between tasks. Uh, or there's things actually happening on Slack or Microsoft Teams, whatever asynchronous communications that we have. Uh, you, sorry, AI you, can actually grab all of that data and bring you, it right to me as the manager. Instead of like, I, I've never had someone say, I want to buy AI. What they have is a problem. And then you as a founder yep. use AI and your software to solve that problem, right? There's a very exactly. big difference. Can you just give me a story of how a customer is currently using you and ignore AI? Sure. So one way to look at it is we, we have teams that let's tons of teams that are just selling software, right? And so what's happening is sorry, can you Nate, can we talk about a specific like customer that's using you today, whether it's beta or paid or whatever? Yeah, I'd prefer not to use a customer by name. Okay, do you but, have customers using the product today? Yeah, the the product is very much in beta. So we, we do have we do have customers, but none that I want to you know use them by name on a podcast. Oh, what's going on there, YouTube? Good to see you guys. Now imagine this. You love watching these interviews with SaaS founders, but imagine if we took all of the valuation data out from over 2,807 interviews I've done manually. Saves you a lot of time. Well, we've done this. We've built it into the beautiful interface inside of FounderPath. Check this out. I'll show you how you can access this in a second, but you log in, you connect your Stripe account, you see your valuation real time, you can see what it changed over the past 88 days, and even set goals for valuation this year. Now, the secret valuation is there's many different ways to value a SaaS business. So the reason you're going to see three or four different valuations inside of your FounderPath dashboard, this is all free, by the way, is because depending on who's doing the buying of your SaaS company, you're going to get a different valuation. A VC is going to pay a different valuation. Private equity firm is different. If you're going to do a minority sale, that's different. And if you sell the whole business, that's a different valuation. You can see all those when I hover over here. Right, So the teal is what a VC would pay. Yellow is what private equity. And red is if you sold the whole thing outright. Now, what's cool about this is this is not built off random data. Again, you guys hear these interviews on YouTube. All these data are built from real-time valuation data points founders share with us on the show. So traction, 1.2 million. Seed round, 3.7 raise. They sold 22% of their business. Go in here and filter by the event. Maybe you only want to see companies that have sold the whole business well, here are a bunch that have been acquired, the valuation and the multiple. Maybe you're going out right now and you're raising your seed round. Well, go in here and look at all this recent seed deals that went down, what they raised, what valuation they raised at, and what percent that they sold. There's never been a larger data set of SaaS valuations than what you can get now inside of FounderPath, and we're thrilled to bring it to you. All right, we're going to go back to the YouTube video here in a second, but if you want to check this tool out, if you want to jump in and sign up, you can check it out for free to get your valuation at this link, this link, founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Or if you go to founderpath.com and hover over products, click on get your valuation here and go ahead and sign up to give it a whirl. Again, all that valuation data live right inside the platform. I hope to see you there. All right, let's jump back into the interview. Okay, so are you beta? So I guess, are you guys still pre-revenue today trying to figure out what the angle is going to be before you launch the paywall? Exactly. Okay, so I guess, help me understand, if you don't talk about people actually using you today, talk about where you found them. So how are you getting beta users? Yeah, so it, it started out with referral. 
Uh, for a long time, I was a trainer of sales teams. As my, my co-founder was in enterprise sales, he had a, a mobile app development agency and then was was hardcore in different sales roles throughout his career. So we have a deep network of people who are in sales positions. And so what we did was we, we did six-week sprints where we would interview 100 sales teams, uh, one right after another. We did that for four consecutive batches. And then we went back to that network and we said, okay, now we want to show you what we found through these conversations. Uh, and we, we have some recommendations for you. And what we did was we just began talking to people and then giving their CROs or their sales managers basically just reports based on our interviews. And then we would offer them different products that we had built, really low code, no code, beta tested proof of concepts. Uh, one of those being uh, a post call report. So most managers of every kind of role aren't actually trained on how to be a manager. And so one of the things that we did was if you use Gong or you use Otter, any sort of thing that just automatically creates a transcript, we can extract the transcript with an API and with automated prompts that we've built along with uh, some of our academic advisors we've given fractional basis points in the company to, they help us build some rubrics and specific prompts that then we just fed into Claude as an LLM. And so we could narrow in, we could say, this is what a good manager looks like. Here's a transcript from this call. Give this person feedback on what they did that was a driver of effectiveness and adaptability and what was a drainer of effectiveness and adaptability, all of which we informed with the rubric we fed into it. And then within a matter of seconds, we're able to email somebody a post-call report like, hey, as a manager, here's the feedback that no director ever gives you and no employee ever gives you. So that's one sort of feature and functionality of what our product offers people. Uh, and in the back end, obviously, that the AI there is an LLM. But there's all sorts of data that's out there that's hard to connect and access. In 2014, there were like 400 sales enablement tools. Now we're in the matter of thousands of sales enablement fast tools. And so being able to connect all these different data sets for managers and deliver them to them to actually guide them on very specific things, like here's what you need to do to be a better manager for your team. I guess, sorry, just, just to jump in, I mean, the, the, yeah, the points I win pointing to their LLM are ones that have billions and billions and billions of rows of data and proprietary data set. That's not an angle you're going to be able to win on, right? So, yep. so what I'm trying to understand is what is the secret sauce that Matt is bringing to the equation that other people do not have? And you, you've mentioned your application a couple of times. So I guess help me understand, like, what, what is the, what's the status of the product today? I see on your careers page, you've got job openings for a founding CTO and founding engineer. Have you been able to yep. get engineers? sort of convince them to jump in and start writing code? Yeah, so our, our founding CTO comes from a, a long experience of being a director of AI for other companies. He just came from a company, uh, I won't advertise, but was building AI models for the medical industry to be able to connect all this data of medical research to be able to deliver back to people so that somebody doesn't have to go searching for specific types of medical research. We can do the exact same thing uh, for two different sets. The front end, it's what's actually happening with your sales team, your CRM data, your outreach data, any tools that you're utilizing, asynchronous communication, and what's happening on your calls as a manager, one-on-one -on -one and team stinks, to be able to turn all of that into data and connect it all. The back end, it's what is the actual behavior science? We don't have a knowledge gap when it comes to what does it take to manage well. You don't have to go ask the right mentor to be able to be told of what effective management looks like. We have strong data in the behavior science that actually shows us 
when we don't have this implementation of your background. I don't mean to cut you off, but like I think I get what your angle is, and it's a short pod. Those are two things that are what I see is behavioral therapist, consultant, like things of that nature. Why isn't this just an why can't why does this have to have AI in the title and be software? I mean, why it sounds like you're passionate about this. Why not just go be a coach and for for remote sales managers? Because this this isn't a coaching problem. So the, the problem the problem that we have is that we have access to all of the knowledge that we need and we don't have the right systems that have harnessed that all of those knowledge sets. So one, what's happening with the sales team? And two, what should I do as the manager? You don't need a coach to solve that problem. And in fact, what we found through years coaching sales managers was even when you have a coach, there's a massive visibility problem, which is if I ask, okay, how did you do this week, Nathan, compared to last week? You can look at your output from your sales team, but we can't actually look at the specific concepts that we talked about as a coach. Were you implementing those more often? And if you were, which ones were actually moving the needle? So what we're doing is not just creating a coach that can live with you as a sales manager. We're creating more metrics about what's actually happening with your team. What are the actual outputs of your relational interactions as a manager? So you don't just have to send somebody an engagement survey twice a week or twice a year. What you can actually do is get immediate, continuous, contextualized visibility on how engaged is your team? How effective are you as a manager? What is the exact action you need to do right in this moment to uplift your team more? Not something you want to talk about where I can share Harvard Business Review articles with you two weeks from now, or we can unpack whatever happens to be present with you in your mind as a coach. And the time when we're having the conversation. I, Matt, I'm very lost on what the product is trying to do. It sounds like it's it's like show us what your sales team should be doing on a daily. And there's like a dash of consulting. So I'm trying to drill and figure it out. I can't. But my hope is obviously that you guys do well, have the product launch. When do you think you'll launch the I mean, the website right now, I can't get past anything except a career page. When do you guys think you'll have an MVP live? Sure, MVP live, pro- probably six to nine months from now. We're going to start off really small with uh, some of the customers that we already have running pilots with them, uh, really showing the impact of the product there. Why does it take, I mean, why does that take so six to nine months is a long time to spend on MVP. Yeah. Well, cause we don't want to start with a publicly facing product. What we want to start with are the customers that we've, we've built relationships with now and go in and have a, have a deeper impact rather than shooting really broadly right from the hip to begin with. What we want to do is take, take our product and work really in depth with a small number of customers as we then continue to iterate and improve the product. And once we feel really strong about not just the base of what it can offer, but the, the full scope of what it can offer, then that's when we'll actually expand out to a more accessible MVP. Well, when do you, I mean, my whole thing is, is like, you know, early stage founders um, eventually got to ask for money. And if people don't pay, then you got to go, hmm, yeah. I'm the wrong thing. Right. So when are yeah. you going to ask for money and put the pedal to the metal and see if you're onto something? Yeah, well, th- that's something we can do right from the beginning. Uh, what's nice is that we, we, we have a CTO who is confident that two weeks from now, We'll have a we'll have our our internal MVP that we could actually go we can go to CRO we can go to sales teams we could say here's what we can offer you specifically uh, but we're not going to go out and start selling that to thousands of people right from the get go what we want to do is make it a much more personal experience running a few pilots where we can use it as an asset of course. And a tool of course to begin of course with. I mean that's how yeah. you should launch but I mean I guess when, when did you, so you recruited your engineering co-founder um, yeah when you said two weeks to get a, 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 an MVP live you'll then put that in front of your beta users how long have you personally been working on this when did you when did you launch 
Yeah, my co-founder and I have been working on this for about a year now, where we've been running interviews, testing different groups of, groups of concept, talking to technical folks, accumulating our advisors, that sort of thing. Okay. And how do you, I mean, a lot of startup founders, they've got to figure out very creative ways to keep their personal living expenses low while they run the test and they get the MVP, et cetera. So like, what have you done to either keep your costs low or do something on the side to get money or go raise capital? How are you paying your personal bills? Ain't that the truth? Well, the, the nice thing is, you know, I'm, I'm a licensed therapist, a coach and a trainer. And so at, at, at random points, basically where we've said, okay, you know what? We, we actually need money right now. We've been able to turn to clients within the sales space and say, all right, we're taking in coaching clients, we're taking consulting jobs, we're taking training gigs. Uh, the problem with that, as you know, is it's, uh, it's, there's always this trade off of, okay, if we're doing that, then we're taking time and attention away from the business and what we're trying to push forward. But like you said, sometimes, you know, you got to pay the bills so you actually have a place to live. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see what happens, man. We're rooting for you. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book. Favorite book, The Alchemist, Paolo Calo. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? A CEO I'm following or studying. Not, not any one specifically. The, the one that's lighting me up the most right now is a guy I just talked to this week, Dan Sierker. He's the, he's the CEO of Rewind AI. Really love what they're building. Uh, number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building Mattermore? favorite online tool it probably depends on the week of what we're whatever we're working with honestly right now it's slack just because i'm in there so much talking to my co-founder number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night six all right and what's your situation married single kids single all right uh and how old are you 30 last question something you wish you knew when you were 20 everything is figure outable Guys, Mattermore.ai wants to help managers run their remote sales teams. He comes from a coaching background, just brought on his co-founding CTO. He's got two weeks to get that thing live and then start asking some of these beta to start paying. He started focusing on this about a year ago and has paid the bills with consulting and coaching on the side. We'll see where it goes from here. Thanks so much, Matt, for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Take care. One more thing before you go. We have a brand new show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central. It's called Shark Tank for SaaS. We call it Deal or Bust. One founder comes on, three hungry buyers, they try and do a deal live and the founder shares backend dashboards, their expenses, their revenue, ARPU, CAC, LTV, you name it, they share it. And the buyers try and make a deal live. It is fun to watch every Thursday, 1 p.m. Central. Additionally, remember, these recorded founder interviews go live. We release them here on YouTube every day at 2 p.m. Central. To make sure you don't miss any of that, make sure you click the subscribe button below here on YouTube, the big red button, and then click the little bell notification to make sure you get notifications when we do go live. I wouldn't want you to miss breaking news in the SaaS world, whether it's an acquisition, a big fundraise, a big sale, a big profitability statement, or something else. I don't want you to miss it. Additionally, if you want to take this conversation deeper and further, we have by far the largest private Slack community for B2B SaaS founders. You want to get in there. We've probably talked about your tool if you're running a company or your firm if you're investing. You can go in there and quickly search and see what people are saying. Sign up for that at nathanlacka.com forward slash slack. In the meantime, I'm hanging out with you here on YouTube. I'll be in the comments for the next 30 minutes. Feel free to let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you enjoyed it, click the thumbs up. We get a lot of haters that are mad at how aggressive I am on these shows, but I do it so that we can all learn. We have to counter those people. We got to push them away. Click the thumbs up below to counter them and know that I appreciate your guys' support. All right. I'll be in the comments. See ya.